0: Welcome to the second episode of the Hali Hewa podcast with your host Abigail Kima. Throughout COP27 we will be interviewing people from across the globe, uh, discussing various issues that is affecting them and issues that are important to them as negotiations are in process. Today we are joined by an amazing guest uh, on set, uh, Judai, I hope I'm not butchering your name though, Uh, He's a youth and environmental activator from Ethiopia. He's an applied biologist and environmental and sustainable development specialist through his education. He is the founder and marketing and sales director, Fambu Ethiopia, with, with his partners a bamboo-based pots and vertical farming shelves. He's also the director of Influences Community in Ethiopia, which works on environmental awareness creation and capacity building. Welcome.
1: That's a mouthful. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely to have you here. So um, tell us about your work. You're doing quite a lot. So when you started and how it's been so far?
1: Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you for the invitation. Um, it's an honor. Um, so yeah, Jodahe uh, has been working on this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, influencers and farm yeah in general
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: started off um, in the past three, four years. But uh, it's kind of started off from COP. So around um, on Cook 23rd, which happened in Bonn. Uh, I had the opportunity to work on a lot of environmental projects, but even though that's part of my my uh, work or even though I have identified as an environmentalist for quite some time, I didn't think it was a thing, you know, like I didn't know that people really cared about it that much, even though uh, it was the Ministry of Environment in our country. Um, so I was the... Um, an intern, and represented Ethiopia as a youth delegate mm-hmm. um, at COP twenty-three, yeah. and I saw how so much people out there really love the environment, mm-hmm. but can't seem to put a connection. So a lot of people that are working on on, on climate change are in various sectors. For for example, finance, science, mm-hmm. um, um, engineering, and so many forth, and they couldn't come up with, like, a bridge so that they could have a connection. Yeah. Um, so I was I was fortunate enough to go back to home and I was just thinking how I could really uh, come up with something. Yeah. And, yeah, so Jodas Influence became a thing. So Jodas Influence was a show I started just like this, trying to expose what was happening all over the world for my community, which was the youth, the Ethiopians, yeah. and the urban youth especially. Mm-hmm. So, um... So, Jodas Influence became like a show, like this one
0: yeah. to,
1: to show people what was going on. But a lot of people wanted to be part of Jodas Influence. Yeah. And because my name was slapped on it and I didn't want to feel like I am a leader and that's my own thing only.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I brought a few of my friends that are working on environmental issues and that are not working on environmental issues mm-hmm. to, to come up with something that is beyond Jodas Influence. Yeah. And influencers became my yeah. thing. So, influencers... Beca- it became a community that now where people from all walks of life that are working on environmental issues are uh, coming together on the same table, on the same discussion tables mm-hmm. to come up t- with collaborative ideas. Um, we have a lot of events so that people can connect, uh, called eConnect. Um, yeah, basically that's what Influences is for, mm-hmm. which I. Uh, at this point direct yeah and for my personal livelihood mm-hmm. um i i've i've never wanted to start a business in my yeah. life mm-hmm. um but i if if i was planning to i knew i was going to start a, a sustainable thing yeah so bamboo being one of the most sustainable uh plants uh, yeah. i wanted to use that with yeah. my partners into becoming um, something even much more greater greater than it is yeah. which was vertical farming pods some plants it's it's, it's a lot of things that we try to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I, I mean, people would check it out further if they really want to see. Yeah.
0: And why is this work important for you? Why environment?
1: I was having this conversation yesterday with someone else and mm-hmm. why not environment? That's, that's, question. that's, the, that's the question that mm-hmm. I got asked back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in all seriousness, my mom slapped me once. Mm-hmm. And she slapped me because when I was very young, we were going off to church mm-hmm. and um, she gave me a gum. And when I um, you know, unleashed from the wrappers and I just put it in my mouth and threw away the wrapper, before it hit the ground, I was already slapped. <laughs> so I think a lot of mothers out there could connect with this story. Yeah. At some point, they have slapped their kids because of that reason
0: yeah.
1: uh, and how sustainable our parents are. So, after that, I became the person that always collected trash in my pockets, in my bag. But I didn't think it was much of it. Mm-hmm. Day by day, I started learning further and further about it. And as you said earlier on, I'm, I'm, I'm an applied biologist. Mm-hmm. And my second year, I started learning about it, the environment further. More than my grade my grade school. Mm-hmm. Then my heart was taken already. So, um, So, I have a lot of climate anxiety, yeah. which which I feel like I, there needs to be more work for the climate. Yeah. And I still want to focus on the good things that are happening in the world, yeah. but there's a lot of progress that needs to be made that is supposed to happen in these meetings,
0: yeah. as well
1: as in our households. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then you've talked about um, climate anxiety. So what is that one thing that makes you anxious?
1: That we don't come to a decision. Mm-hmm soon enough because the cloak doesn't go backwards mm-hmm. it only goes back, forwards yeah. and uh, even though we are celebrating youth and a lot of things out here in the pavilions and in the meeting rooms
0: yeah.
1: it's still the 27th one
0: yeah. um,
1: we have known about climate change for starting from like 1955 or something mm-hmm. there was a conversation about cfcs and so many other gases out there Mm -hmm. starting from that Mm time we have fixed the ozone layer but that's not the only issue that we have so even though i appreciate what the world Mm -hmm. is trying to do by being collaborative Mm -hmm. it's it's taking quite a lot of time even from the meetings that i've been joining today Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's, it's just a lot of back and forth a lot of groups trying to point out various things but uh Action, action, action is is always
0: needed. Yeah, and I was having this conversation with someone as well, and I said, for me, if there's no implementation, then I don't see why we keep coming here. Why should we make new commitments, yet there's so many others that have not fulfilled. And same as you, um, it's been the 20, this is the 27th meeting. And when you go back home, there's hardly, like you, you really can't see change happening in communities. They're still going through the same, same issues. So I completely agree, agree with you on that one. I was going to ask whether this is your first COP, but clearly it's not. This, this is my
1: second one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, to be honest, you can say it's my first because it's been almost four years since I came to Cope because I promised myself I did not want to come back until I start something in my own, in my home country so that at least when I come back, at least I can say I'm doing this, my team is doing this, our community is trying to do this, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. And I think it's really important. I come from the same school of thought because COP 26 was my first Cope and it was so challenging. Man, I had nothing. I was, well... As an activist, still yes. passing information and creating awareness. But I felt like I needed to have something of my own. That's why I started the podcast I as a platform to communicate.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry to cut you off. It's okay, it's okay. But um, uh, I don't know. You didn't ask me because, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, because it didn't come up. But mm-hmm. I call myself a youth and environmental activator. Yeah. Because first and foremost... When you use the word activist, it's kind of overused this days. Yes. And I believe everybody knows, including people that are not literate, mm-hmm. knows about environmental issues yes. in their own way.
0: Mm-hmm. It just
1: needs to be activated for themselves mm-hmm. in one way or the other so that they could understand it in their own language, maybe in their own perspective, yeah. so that they can translate it in their day-to-day activities. Yeah. Because... Um, of course, activism really works in a, in a lot of places, mm-hmm. but especially in countries like ours. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of important subjects that we're still trying to figure out in yeah. our home countries. And at least if we start from our own households, from our own homes, yeah. starting from our own mothers, yeah. um, I think there's there's more progress that we could make in a small scale,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but collectively it could be much more big.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like so how, how would you compare your experience at COP23 and your experience this past few days? Is there anything different? Is it more frustrating? Is it more exciting?
1: Um, so at COP23, mm-hmm. I was here representing my country mm-hmm. as a youth delegate, yeah. but I didn't know what was going on. Even though uh, for that year, we were as Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. We were the chair of LDCs, least developed countries, mm-hmm. and the climate vulnerable forum. We mm-hmm. were both chairing that committees, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but so I had the exposure for a few um, ideas about Cope. Yeah. But when you come to Cope, it's just like um, an uppercut, mm-hmm. a slap. A hit on your groin yeah. and so many things yeah. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And nobody, nobody can train you to come to Cope. That's all, that's, that's what I'm saying. And um, a lot of people are veterans in Cope. A lot of people come every year to talk about things and a lot of um, activities. Yeah. And it's overwhelming sometimes that a lot of people are this committed to it. But we still, have, we still have not much progress that yeah. we have made. So yeah. in COP23, I feel like it's the most, one of the most, um, I think the most people were divided in my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think after the COP26, which was at the Glasgow, um, there's, there's a little bit of optimism yeah. that this could be yeah. the implementing, uh, at least beginning of implementation could happen i was um I was really happy that I've seen a lot of heads of states to speak in uh, behalf of their own countries, but uh speaking and not meeting up with them really has divergent ideologies because we haven't met our heads of states even though he was here you know um I mean at the end of the day there's a lot of issues out there and um, I hope I have a better one now, because one, I'm much more um, uh, equipped
0: yeah.
1: with, with what I wanted to see, with what I want to learn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so that helps much more better. It helps me much in a much more better way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think this one will be much more better than Cop and 3rd, because Cop 23 I only stayed for one week and I hated all of the days, mm-hmm. even though the people were nice and everything but yeah, uh, it, it really sucked for me then yeah
0: so um, are you following anything specific here at COP and do you have some sort of expectation that you'd like to talk about
1: yeah so uh, a lot of people are following up on Lost and Damage right now
0: yeah
1: uh, but uh I feel like when there's a lot of fuss about something uh, I don't want to focus on yeah. that only yeah. there's a lot of technical issues that are still not sorted out for the Kyoto protocol mm-hmm. you, oh, yeah. you, you, can you imagine like mm-hmm. this is before even Paris agreement and yeah. the Paris agreement of course the rule book is done and everything but yeah. still a lot of technical things that needs to be done so I'm, I'm 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 really interested in following up on those technical ones you know and, and Green energy and capacity yeah. building, yeah. uh, and and in some way a little bit of um, adaptation and some in some finance uh, mm. aspect of. Mm. So, but besides that, as I as as I've understood from the previous COP at the at, at the COP twenty third I was at, yeah. I didn't follow anything. I was just like running around. <laughs> so, is there a meeting here? Is there a meeting there? Is there a pavilion that I could see? But yeah. now I'm much more pulled down. Yeah. I go to the things I want to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't drag people as I used to. I used to drag people to go to somewhere, but it's like a personal thing, a personal drive to each topic. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I want to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for everyone who's going to a cop for the first time, you're moving around from one meeting to another. I remember last year I sat in a meeting, I didn't get anything they were talking about. You on Article Six, and being my first time, you can imagine how difficult that was. So um, I guess after you come for the second time, you kind of have an idea of what you should be doing. So
1: yeah. I think I think they are, they don't even know what they're talking about sometimes. They just want to support or deny or yeah, it's just sometimes it's annoying to be even in those meetings, but. You see how people work, but when you represent a country, when you represent your own home, yeah, it's much more heavy burden. You know, that's why I kind of understand why, even when countries that are you know developed, speaking on behalf of their country, trying to defend their sovereignty, because not everybody wants to pay. Wow. But we're like demanding. So I feel like there's a lot of pointing uh, fingers on most of the meetings. Yeah. And a more unified chairmanship, a chairmanship from, from Egypt is really expected. Yeah. Because we need to collaborate. We need to be able to say, okay, even though you guys. Told us you guys are about to give us this amount of money and you yeah. could not provide that. Mm-hmm. Have we done something with the amount of money that you've given us? Yeah. And this is what we have done. Can you please give us more? Yeah. I feel like that's where we detach from the reality. You know, people that are working on the ground from the funds that are um, coming. coming from the developed countries or from the umbrella group. It is Is it? Is it really being implemented? Or is it just asking for more money, for more meetings, for more places to, so that we could have this type of meetings? It's just, is it, is it, is it implemented? While, while we're asking that we're not historically pollutants and everything, of course, we have to defend our sovereignty, that we haven't done this. It's not our issue. But it is our continent.
0: Yeah, and, and our world. And at the end of the day, we are the ones who suffer. Cause if you ask me, I have more hope in community doing something about the climate crisis compared to expecting this meeting to actually bring change. So if I can do my work in communities then so be it, because I feel like there is more hope there, because you can see people coming together and trying to really create change within their communities.
1: I was Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I keep on talking too much.
0: Yeah, you said you like Chochun so. Um. So,
1: I was talking to this veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the organizers that actually brought me here here is SIF. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to the Ethiopian representative and She was discussing with me how she is so, so fed up mm-hmm. with a lot of conversations yeah. that are happening. Mm-hmm. And I told her... I think what really grounds me right now is that even though I'm able to talk, Mm -hmm. I am still going to be working on the ground. I'm still going to be going to the communities to clean. I'm still going to be planting trees. It's not only just talks or it's not only just coats, but it's also going to the communities and seeing your small um intervention could potentially change somebody's life yeah. you know i have i have so many stories to tell where communities have changed their ideologies because they are being the beneficiary they are having the benefits of uh, sustainable living yeah. Yeah.
0: and you you've talked about being an activator and i think that's a, a new term and a new understanding for me and i actually really like it so you do this in ethiopia right uh, would you say the communities are receptive to the conversations you have with yeah. them? And are they actually, you know, implementing because I know we only act from a point of information. If I don't know, then I really don't see the need yeah. of doing anything. Like if I don't understand why I need to plant trees and I'm not going to plant trees. And as you said, activating it from a personal, from a personal level. So so how has that been for you and would you say the communities are receptive and are doing something about it
1: yeah that was a very nice question because Mm -hmm. um one of the things i reconstructed in my mind is Mm -hmm. environmentalism yeah because we come to a lot of events or even go to projects Mm -hmm. and believe that environmentalism only is limited to a few things you Mm -hmm. know planting trees Um, cleaning up or something which you're used to Mm -hmm. but technically it's also being um, responsible it's also being sustainable in what you use it's also being um, vigilant Mm -hmm. in in every uh, sense of that word because um, when you go to uh, maybe a, a farmer and explain to him or her that you have to plant a certain seed because it might be better for your land.
0: Yeah.
1: He already knows what's good for his land or she already knows, you know? Yeah. You don't have to tell them that. Mm-hmm. But in a way where they understand it and they are going to be beneficiary, mm-hmm. should be incentivized. Mm-hmm. It could be also capacitated Yeah. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And this, the concept of influencers yeah. starts in that way where I am an influencer in my community, which is maybe just my friends and family. That's it. Mm -hmm. If I am influencing them by at least not using a water bottle, a straw, um, throwing away trash in front of everyone, by just limiting myself in that way, then they themselves could be the next influencers for their community, for their friends and families. You know? And I feel like the word influencers with an I has been... So much used uh, to the point where people think it's only focused on social media or so many things. But our amazing influencers in our lives, the people that really influenced us, are our teachers, our our parents, as I said, my mother. Um, So, quick story. My teacher was the one that really inspired me to get into biology because he was the best biology teacher ever for me. So I got into biology. I sucked on everything. But biology was my thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So after biology, I loved my teacher on environmentalism, mm-hmm. and then after environment, when I got into the Ministry of Environment, I loved my supervisor, who's here at the CBF, um, you know, the Secretariat. Mm-hmm. So like after that work, I, I was working in different places that really inspired me to keep on um, mm-hmm. in this in this fight. So mm-hmm. I think influencing is not limited to only social media, mm-hmm. even though it's very good tool. I think in our day-to-day life, Mm -hmm. we are normal beings living in our normal life. Mm -hmm. And then that could be inspired to make a change in our own way. And I think influencers, making yourself believe that you are an influencer, which is an environmental influencer, um, has a huge potential in your daily life and could potentially change your um, um um individual efforts into much more
0: yeah.
1: better impacts
0: yeah and um as we wrap up oh <laughs> unfortunately what are the two things that would make you say this cop was successful Whew.
1: that was and a hard one
0: two things <laughs> two
1: things yeah well, I hope first and foremost for um, some of the negotiations mm-hmm. that has been held off uh, for the twenty seventh mm-hmm. to progress at least a little bit, especially on adaptation.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I know there has been few progress in GGA.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, it was actually a report.
1: N- yeah. yeah, so. Um, alignment in that work is really, really, really essential yeah. uh, because um, it also feeds off to loss and damage, where a lot of our countries, like like ours, yeah. in Africa, our continent, has been facing a lot of issues, including drought yeah. um, and infestation, um, water, rain um, uh, complications and stuff, yeah. and we really need to be able to at least progress into um, agreements in that field, especially adaptation. Yeah. Um, and for the second part, is it for me or for Pope? For, for,
0: for the... you, in this COP. Uh, secondly,
1: I would, re- I would really love it if I um, keep myself motivated after this
0: mm-hmm.
1: because i remember when i went back from cop 23rd
0: yeah
1: i felt like i was just drained mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: i didn't feel like i did something good i was just like in meetings mm-hmm. and i saw a new country but um uh, i'm i'm in a much more better headspace. Um, head space mm-hmm. i'm much more optimistic this time. I, I have much more better optimistic
0: yeah optimism optimism yes. optimism yes uh, than ever yeah. uh,
1: especially about the Coke because
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: there has been good strides on Coke and Six and I hope uh, I hope when I go back home again and talk about maybe in meetings or even in conversations how is Coke I'll be like there is hope in this there cope. is hope oh there is hope.
0: There is hope in this cup. There is hope in this cup. <laughs> nice. nice one, please. Uh, well, it was lovely to have you on the set, and I'll be sure to link your socials and everything else about your work. So if anyone would like to support or join the movement, they can reach out to you directly. Thank you.
1: Thank, Thank you. you for the invitation again. No, I it really was a had very had a good time speaking
0: to you. <laughs> you. Awesome, and it's a wrap.